This is a Spiva Media production. The views and opinions expressed on Crippled Opinion are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the position of others with physical or mental disabilities. This is Crippled Opinion, where every opinion matters, no matter how crippled. Here's the host of Crippled Opinion, Daniel Spiva. What's up, guys? My name is Daniel Spiva, and this is Crippled Opinion. Welcome to today's episode. And um, yeah, it's good to be back. I um, I spent the week really thinking about things and like what I want to achieve and why I'm here doing this podcast and what that means for the audience and all of those things. And it was funny because I fell into this, I call it a rabbit hole. I fell into this rabbit hole where I was looking back at people who have inspired me throughout my life to do what it is that I do. And I fell on two people that really impacted me in the same way, but they are two very vastly different people in two very different sectors of the radio space or the internet space or the business space. Like they are very, very different. They couldn't be more different in my opinion, but they're both Atlanta-based individuals, Clark Howard and nail boards and you may be thinking whoa (laughs) why and how and the reason for this is as i've mentioned in previous podcasts is that you know as i was when i was younger i went to physical therapy all the time and the radio was on because we had a long trek back and forth to get to these appointments and these two radio personalities would be on Because keep in mind, this is before Sirius Radio. This is before XM Radio. You know, satellite radio wasn't really mainstream at all. And if you had it, you were like rich, rich, rich. Like this is, you know, way before that was mainstream. And so these guys would be on and it was the local talk station. And so that's what we'd be listening to other than maybe like Again, the local um, star 94, which, by the way, Ryan Seacrest got his start there, you know, just saying. But anyway, and it's not even star 94 anymore. It's like star 94.1 or whatever. I'm not even going to get into the, the whole conversation about how our radio stations are shifting and locally and how they have to identify themselves once a once a hour and all that stuff but anyway this told you i'm a radio nerd anyway these guys would be on and i would pay really close attention to how they carry themselves and how they carry the show and how they communicate with people because mind you these are live shows 
people would call in and have conversations with these folks. No, that's not new. We do that today. And I was just really amused by how these people were considered, you know, respectable by their audiences and they wanted to build a community with their audience. And it was just really amusing to me. And this week, I reconnected with that feeling, you know, just doing research. Hey, I wonder what Clark Coward is up to. I wonder what Neil Bortz is up to since his retirement. Like, how have they taken to this new media? Um, Do they still have their audience? Like, what's that about? And Neil Bortz, like, he's still in retirement. He does things for WSB, but I think for the most part, you know, he's in retirement unless it's sports related. But Clark Howard has a podcast and I was listening to it and I love the way that he just talks. You know, it really reminded me how I want to be. You know, it reminded me of what I grew up listening to. There doesn't have to be this hype around what it is that I'm talking about. It doesn't have to, there doesn't have to be any like real reason to talk about what I want to talk about because those of you that want to listen to what I have to say are going to listen to what I have to say. And if you fast forward, you fast forward, that's fine. But if you're here, you're here and your loyalty is appreciated. And we build a community around, you know, those types of conversations. And, you know, I really appreciate that, but it just reminded me that I don't have to have hype. You know what I mean? I can be myself and I can just talk. And it was a good reminder because when I used to do music shows, you know, there had to be hype. There always was hype. If there wasn't hype, then why are you having that artist on your show? Why are you talking about them? Um, So hype was the name of the game. And so coming back into this content creation cycle you know i'm picking up on things and relearning some things and i don't know it's real meta and i'm probably the only one listening to this that even understands what i'm trying to say but i'm bumping the microphone and i shouldn't be but i'm just sharing with you my thoughts and hoping that someone listening to this can relate or understand what I'm trying to say, which is that I'm hoping to be relatable and be that person that you want to listen to on a weekly basis. And fingers crossed, maybe one day, every day, like I want to be that person that a size, a sizable community wants to listen to me on a regular basis, not to just hear me talk, but to communicate this back and forth and back and forth. And just know that you know, I have gotten emails lately from from listeners and I haven't addressed them. Understand that I will get to your emails. You know, understand that um, it, I'm not I'm not ignoring your emails or anything like that. Trust me, I will respond in one way, shape or form. I may not respond via email, but I will respond. Trust me, I have some things planned to to uh, make that happen but i'm just grateful to kind of have come full circle and kind of have that reminder of hey this is what drew me to 
the talk radio format. This is what really resonated with me growing up. That's what I want to get back to. So I found my center. You know, I've found my groove. And now we're going to get into today's topic. <sighs> yeah, that was a long intro. But here we are. <laughs> here we are. Thanks for sticking around. So today's topic is going to be about businesses and how there's this new initiative to bring businesses into a different type of diversity. And you might be thinking, well, what other kind of diversity would there be? Ah, we'll talk about it right after this. All right. So how can we have more diversity recognized by businesses, companies, their boards, and all of that good stuff. Well, think about it. Have businesses really, truly represented diversity on a wide, large scale in the past? To my knowledge, no. There was an article that was sent to me by a listener of the show who I don't know if they want to be identified or not. So I'm not going to identify them. But this article was sent to me and the headline of the article reads, Richard Branson helps launch new disability campaign for businesses. Now, what I want to understand, first of all, the video has a logo on it labeled Yahoo Finance, right? But when I look at the article on the site, it's under Yahoo Sports. Does anyone know the connection there? I don't know the connection there. Did we post this in the wrong site? Wrong category somewhere? I don't know. I don't understand. But this article was sent to me and the headline really resonated with me. And I have some talking points that we're going to discuss but I thought instead of me just like talking through things, I thought this would be more interesting if I did something that I really enjoyed going back to the radio shows that I grew up listening to, really just breaking it down point by point by point, real time with you. So we're going to listen to this video again, this video posted on Yahoo. The link will be in the podcast description and we're going to listen to what they have to say. So let's do that, shall we? Tell us about the campaign that you're working on right now and, and it's launching right here in Davos. It is. Um, so I am the founder of a campaign called Hashtag Valuable, which was launched in August 2017 to put disability on the global business leadership agenda through the world's greatest brands and CEOs and platforms. So here we are at one of the most influential platforms. Today, we will be launching the Valuable 500, which will be a challenge for 500 companies in 365 days to put disability on their board agenda. 
Okay, so they want to bring disability as a focus on on their agendas in the board. That sounds good to me on the surface. Uh, let's keep listening. Now, why is this important? Well, there is a disability inequality crisis. It's huge. The ILO estimate that disability exclusion costs OECD countries 7%. There are 1.3 billion people in the world who have a disability, 50% more likely to experience poverty, 50% less likely to get a job. And the other extraordinary thing is business, the most powerful force in this planet, is not yet part of the solution, but we see that it can be. They're slow to figure that out. Because I will tell you, people with disabilities, they are pretty much ignored um, by most businesses in any sense of the word. It's um, as if it doesn't exist. Um, disability doesn't exist, that is, unless a charity is involved, like a, a Make-A-Wish Foundation or something like that then disability exists and then that's when you get the oh you know kind of attitude i'm so sorry um so i agree that this is something that needs to to happen um let's see what 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 this leads into though 100 percent so because most companies are committed to diversity only four percent reckon disability mm. and oh that's funny only 4% reckon disability. And the anchor's response is, mmm, mmm. I don't know. Am I the only one that finds that interesting? Mmm, mmm. So I understand that Richard Branson backs your cause. Oh, well, we have a few. We're very lucky. So we have a few valuable leaders because leaders follow leaders, let's be honest. And This is true. Leaders follow leaders. And if um, one leader doesn't, take a step forward most of the time people won't like especially people in power like they they come in flocks so if there isn't a bunch of them you know involved then chances are um they won't uh or that they won't they won't nobly take part in in something Paul Pullman was our very first valuable leader, followed That's by the ex CEO of Unilever. Yeah, but he will be joining me on the main stage here in Davos mm -hmm. discussing disability business inclusion for the first time centre stage. So Paul will be there, but we also have Richard Branson as one of our valuable leaders, Janet Riccio of Omnicom. Omnicom, our strategic partner, as our Virgin Media Group. Mark Weinberger, EY. EY. Yeah, EY. And actually, they just did a piece of research that said 50. 6% of chief executives or C-suite have never discussed disability at board level. I want to point out that they're making this about the people that are on board versus what it is that they want to accomplish. Lots of name dropping and that's it. And the anchor here, by the way, her name is Elena. The anchor here is really driving the conversation that way, um, making it about the people and the name dropping and, ooh, they're involved, so, ooh, we need to talk about it. Um, clearly, the headline was to drive clicks, but this interview is not any better. 
um, in my opinion. So we're here to change that. So you want the discussion to happen. You want that discussion to go on among C-suite level executives. And you're hoping that, and, and are you just hoping that the conversation will lead to greater awareness, maybe greater employment opportunities for those with disabilities? Oh, so she just went to the easiest fruit, so to speak, the lowest hanging fruit of people with disabilities need to find work. I'm going to take that and run with it. I don't think she did any research on this before um, having the interview because I'm already telling you right now, this has nothing to do with employment based on the little bit that um, the individual here um, I say that this has nothing to do with employment. Let's see how she responds. You know, the first thing we need to do is get leaders discussing this, get it on their agenda. Okay, They're not expected to be experts, but it's not just enough to discuss it. We want them to do something, hence the valuable 500. But what we're saying, this is not about employment. Okay, see? This is a huge opportunity. Like the economic case or the return on investment of business is already there. This is 20% of our global population. It's a market worth 8 trillion. This is about brand differentiation. It's about... Are we making this about money now? And, and, and marketing? Brand differentiation? And a market worth $8 trillion? Is this about making money? Because let me tell you now. <laughs> most people with disabilities. Most most not all so if you have a disability out there and this is not you please don't take offense but most people with disabilities are low income and we don't got money to spare most people with disabilities low income don't have money to spare so if you're trying to milk us for money you better work real hard to get that dollar 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 because we don't got it got it got it to give up not to mention, you know, why does everything have to be about a, a conversion? You know, like, why can't this be about putting disability out there to create awareness from a branding perspective for people with disabilities? Also, how are you going to put this on your board agenda? If you know nothing about disability and how your brand is impacted by disability or how disability is something that your users experience and how your brand can, can impact that or potentially how users want to see your brand impact their disability. I know what I just said was like a mouthful because I said you know, three or four different things do different ways. But people with disabilities are a very niche market. And you can't just go into this talking about it, knowing nothing. No, you don't need to be experts, but you need to know something about what it is that you're talking about. Otherwise, it's going to be an initiative that ain't going to go nowhere or mean anything to the people that you're trying to impact. You know, my advice to these 500 companies that choose to take part in this initiative get board members to do research or better yet put advisors on your board 
whom are disabled, not just anyone, okay, but people like myself that work in business, that have an understanding of business and also have an understanding of disability firsthand. I have both. Anyone interested? Call me. <laughs> Call me, please. Um, I mean, I don't know. To me, this isn't something that just anybody can represent. You need to understand the market. And I get she's saying they don't have to be experts, but they've got to know something about what they're talking about. They've got to know something about what they're talking about in order for this to be effective. Anyway, we'll keep listening. Access and retention of next generation talent. So we're saying, look, you, you can't ignore such a mass swathe of our global market, particularly in time of hyper competition. So our conversations need to happen at the top to release the potential throughout the business. And how are you going to measure success? Is it getting that 500 companies, those 500 companies in the next year to sign up for this? Well, I tell you what, one point of measuring success is you're interviewing us. So <laughs> this is not just even about business leadership. It's the conversations that are happening in the media. Is this starting to happen framed in the context of disability business inclusion? Okay, it's not the only part, but it's a part of the jigsaw. The valuable 500, it's very clearly measured to be one, you have to have the CEO's signature. You have to make, put it on your board agenda in 2019, make a committed action and shout about it externally and internally. So for us, and you're in the world of creating messages and amplifying it, we want to hear this conversation come. And I think 2019 is actually that tipping point year because with 500 companies and CEO signatures, that's a tipping point to release the economic and social and business potential of 1.3 billion people in the world who simply cannot be ignored because it touches 53% of our population. Now, I have... We'll get back to what she's about to say, but I agree, obviously, that this population cannot be ignored. But I feel like really this comes down to wanting to use viral content in this day and age of clickbait and and social first, you know, social justice first, um, that they're using it sort of as a cash grab. I mean, as someone that works with, you know, brands all the time, startups and medium-sized businesses, you know, it's not uncommon to use social good causes to drive revenue. Is that what this is? Because I don't think that's going to be very effective. If you're tr if you are trying to impact a a part of the population to get us to spend money, this is not the way to do that. Because I don't know, maybe I'm weird that this looks like a cash grab and I can see that. Maybe the average person can't see that or maybe I'm looking into it too much. But to me, that's, that's what this is. I don't think any business can be effective at this without firsthand experience. Any business. Once you get the firsthand experience involved, i.e. someone like me on your board... Then we can talk. Then maybe. But without 
a general understanding of the people you're trying to reach, this can't work. Now let's go to her final question that she's about to ask. One more question for you. Do you think it's possible that this issue is gaining more traction now as there's a very tight labor market? And you were saying that people with disabilities, you know, have problems sometimes, you know, or or, are less likely to be in employment. So do you think that that is possibly playing into this? No, I actually think what the tipping point is is actually next generation. I think the next generation, the under 30s, are the greatest ally for change. That's why we launched this at One Young World, Mm -hmm. is they're demanding the brands they spend money with Mm -hmm. and they work with to be good, purposeful, conscientious businesses. Mm -hmm. And inclusion to them is the full human experience. I think that's number one, the tipping point. The second tipping point for this is social media and the digital revolution is giving voice to the invisible before and the UN Convention for People with Disabilities and the Sustainable Development Goals more than anything else. Disability has been mentioned 11 times. This is number eight we're talking about. And we cannot leave everyone behind. We have to end a la carte inclusion. It has to be done. Thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much for having us. And good luck. Thank you. I mean, I do agree that we have to end a la carte inclusion, as she put it. You know, I, I obviously I would agree with that. But I just don't think that you can do this without knowledge. I, again, maybe I'm overanalyzing this. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Tell me. <laughs> opinion at gmail.com. All you a la carte folk, able-bodied people, I'm sure have an opinion. So let me have it. You know, let me have it. Um, I really want to know what you think, but I just, I think that it's a noble idea, but the execution is wrong. There's a video here also that has Richard Branson speaking on this. So let's see what he has to say. Well, hey, everybody. Um, At Virgin, we celebrate the fact that everybody is different. It's these differences that help us come up with new and innovative ideas and better address the needs of the customers and communities we serve. After more than five decades as an entrepreneur and investor, I know firsthand how valuable different perspectives are in every aspect of business. So I agree with that, but you can't represent a different perspective without having that different perspective firsthand also see the value in creating a world that caters to the needs of the whole spectrum of humanity. Around 20% of the UK population, for instance, live with disabilities. And disability can no longer be a conversation reserved for charities and health organizations. Well, I did say that earlier, and I 100% agree that we definitely need to have this conversation. We definitely need to open up the conversation. But the conversation cannot be amongst your regular a la carte able-bodied individuals you need to include individuals with disabilities in this conversation openly with these business owners and entrepreneurs we need to have this conversation together as a unit it can't be you guys having this conversation for us and without us if you truly want this to be effective richard brands and we need to be included in the conversation Businesses and business leaders have a vital role to play in transforming the lives of disabled people. 
any business not engaging with them is doing its customers a disservice. And that's why I'm so proud that Virgin Media has joined the Valuable 500 as one of its strategic partners, and that we continue to make disability and inclusion one of our highest priorities. Just like the Valuable 500, we believe that by being an inclusive, barrier-free business, and by treating people fairly, we're helping to create a more inclusive society. Global brands have the scale, they have the resource and influence to enable more people than ever before. And it's time more brands woke up to the collective benefits of understanding people living with disabilities and their needs. So we're trying to get woke and we're trying to get understanding. Look at me trying to be all hip, woke. <laughs> but we're trying to get woke and we're trying to have understanding. I get that. But how are you going to do that with a Google search? Here's my message for other business leaders. Stand up as allies for change. Consider how you can improve your disability performance and commit to unlocking the value of over 1.3 billion disabled people and their families across the world. So step forward, join the Valuable 500 and put disability on your board agenda. Be accountable for change that will improve your business while enabling more people to participate in society with ease ambition and autonomy i mean again what he's saying i fully support you know we need to have more inclusion and more understanding of people with disabilities and their needs and reach out to them and make it more mainstream for people with disabilities to have what they need in the way that they need it i completely agree with that I mean, it would make costs for, for adaptive things go way down if, if all brands made a point to adapt things to that market, costs would go way down because right now, if you need some sort of adaption somewhere, it is, called, it is immediately called medical equipment because if you're outside of the medical realm, you're not gonna you're not gonna find what you're looking for. And medical equipment, just once you slap that label on it, it costs go way up. And not on the business side, costs go way up on the consumer side. For no reason. For no reason. The inclusion revolution is coming. Make sure it's on your agenda. Thank you. Cheers. Again, I support this completely. I mean, I, I don't think this is a bad thing. I don't think this is a bad thing at all. I just think there has to be a better way to go about doing this. And the better way to go about doing this is to have these companies get together with people with disabilities and have a conversation as to how as a nation as a global society how each of these brands can improve themselves in order to better serve a market that is not understood it's not that it's not just represented it's not understood and it's not understood because it's always assumed that oh the 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 health industry will take care of it the health industry will take care of it and quite frankly even the health 
industry misunderstands people with disabilities because everyone is considered to be cookie cutter. And the rest of us that don't fall under the cookie cutter um, definition, we get left out. Raising my hand, you can't see me, but I'm raising my hand on this because I've never been cookie cutter and I've fallen out of the system in many ways as a result of not being cookie cutter and have found have had to find ways to survive in order to be a successful adult because the system doesn't support me in a way that it should which in a way it sucks but in other ways I'm grateful for that because it just pushes me to be better and rely on only myself and not a system. But on the other hand, if that system worked for me, it would save me a crap load of money every single month. A crap load. And this money, you know, is money spent simply for me to be independent. It's not even medical equipment. It's labor costs. If you want to know more about that, you can head on over to Your Daily Dose of Awesome. I did an interview with a host there, Cindy Liming, and we talk about everything there is to know about, uh, well, from my perspective anyway, about disability, how to interact with people with disabilities, and my disability. Um, so if you want more details on that, head on over to, to her podcast. But I don't know. We definitely need this. We need the change. But again, I just think the execution is off. And I don't think the execution is going to change because it's easy to say, oh, this is new. This is just starting. You know, give it a couple of months, give it a couple of years. This will improve. Things will change. But I really don't think so because businesses are businesses and they're narrow minded and they're focused on one thing. And their one focus is, is their ROAS. Return on ad spend, the return on investment. That's it. And if their ROAS is up, then it's considered a success. It's, it's considered a success. So if their marketing is spot on and you as a disabled person or you as an able-bodied person in a particular segment that they're targeting, if you buy into their advertising then they're going to consider it a success. Always remember that your dollar, your dollar is your voice. So if you want something done and that company is not serving you in that manner, don't spend your money there. Don't spend your money there. The unfortunate thing is, as a disabled person, I can't not spend my money somewhere because they're not representing my my segmentation of a disabled individual because then, well, I wouldn't be spending my money anywhere because I'm not represented hardly anywhere, hardly anywhere at all, which is why this podcast exists, is why this podcast exists. So that's my thoughts. If you would like to know more about this, I'll have links in the podcast description to this article and the video, the videos that I played in this podcast. 
They're in the article. I will also have a link to the valuable500.com if you want to look at the cause and, and what it is that they're doing. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's my two cents. That's my opinion. What's yours? Let me know on social media. At Crippled Opinion on all the sites and crippledopinion at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know if I'm overanalyzing a good thing. I I don't want to underrepresent a good thing, but there is execution that needs to be evaluated and there it has to be done right if it's going to be successful. Let me know your thoughts. Until next time, my name is Daniel Spiva. This is Crippled Opinion. And remember, everybody's opinion is a little bit crippled, including yours. And I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Continue the conversation and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Crippled Opinion.